the house call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Brick House segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Joe, Malik, Nick, and Josh. My name is Matt, and today we are wrapping up the end of the regular season in the NBA. What these standings look like, this epic Mavericks collapse, the resolution to the MVP debate that has been highly debated, and we will be previewing the play-in tournament in both the Eastern and Western Conference. But first, I want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, and that is StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub Sports, concert and theater tickets as low as $6. If you want to go watch the play-in tournament, which is something that we're going to talk about, and if you want to go watch the NBA playoffs, which are right around the corner starting next week, go to StubHub, hit the link in our description, and get your tickets at StubHub today. But without further ado, the ending of the regular season was wild. The East, not so much. It was wrapped up relatively soon with like five games left. We knew who was in, who was out of both the playoffs and the play-in. But the West was a much different story. A lot of these seeds came down to literally the last games of the season. And the main team we got to start with is one that didn't even make the play-in. The Dallas Mavericks, man, they were fourth in the West before the Kyrie Irving trade, and they fell off a cliff 9-18 and 18 with him to fall to the 11 seed, culminated by five of their players, including key players like Kyrie Irving, sitting in a must-win game versus Chicago, who was out, also out starters, and they lost to be officially eliminated, and no one was playing, and they were down by 28 in the first quarter today to an unbeatable juggernaut that is the San Antonio Spurs, and it was just a really, really bad overall developments for these Dallas Mavericks it was just stuff that we didn't expect I know I didn't expect them to go to the finals or anything like that but I I guess Joe did I expected that you also expected a couple other things that didn't come true but we'll get to that a little bit later um but Dallas man it's the an absolute collapse from Luka Doncic Kyrie Irving the the entire GM and the in the in the front office all of it so Josh I'm gonna go to you first man where do the Mavs go from here is Kyrie stand does Luka ask for a trade like what's gonna go on with the Mavs yeah, man, it's a bummer because, like I said in the last episode, the NBA is better for having Luca and Kyrie in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, here we are. I mean, today in the press conference, Luca just said that he was happy and he does plan on staying. But does this does this sound familiar at all? Like Kyrie in Boston? Hmm. Uh, can you believe it? I don't know. Will Will he pull a Kyrie and dip when he sees the Mavericks not making any big roster improvements? Um, because they don't really have they don't really have the the cap power to to be making moves. Their big move was getting Kyrie. So um, you know they protected that top ten pick by sitting their starters, and now they're gonna probably pay for it by uh, with the NBA investigating. Um, you know, them sitting all their starters for that Bulls game. I actually, it's weird. I actually think they keep Kyrie just because they can offer him the most money and they can't lose another star now. They need to keep Luca happy. They're scared of Luca requesting that trade. And, you know, there, there wasn't any uh, conflicts with Luca and Kyrie personality-wise. I don't think the Lakers have the ability to make that move this, this next offseason off with the trades they already made at the deadline. So I actually think Kyrie stays and Luca stays for one more year to try it out. Um, that might be wishful thinking, though. Yeah, it's not looking too hot in Dallas. I mean, I think that I think, like you said, Josh, I think they're kind of they're they've kind of you know pigeonholed themselves into kind of bringing Kyrie back because they obviously let go of Jalen Brunson and he's you know been killing it with the Knicks and now you know you you let go of Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie to get Kyrie. So now I think you kind of have to 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 go get Kyrie. But Malik, I'm going to go to you, man. Where do the Mavericks go from here? Like, is is Kyrie staying? Luca asking for a trade? What do you think? Um, I think Kyrie might leave. Because I think he, he might leave. I think Luca might 
stay for like another year or two. I, I think you're probably right. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to say if, the, if they're really going to stay for that long, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a messed up situation. Joe, what do you think, man? What do you think about this Maverick situation? You called it not working. I mean, so, and it wasn't that Kyrie didn't play well and it wasn't in it, it's, it's true. Kyrie played well. Kyrie plays well everywhere he goes. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that Kyrie's play style is a one-on-one -on -one game. He's very, he's, he would be a great pickup guy. One-on-one, -on -one, playing ones and twos, going to 21, going to 11. That's Kyrie's game. He wants to isolate. He wants to take you to the rim. He wants to get you off the dribble. He wants to get to his, get to his elbow and do a shot. The problem is that doesn't win you championships. It doesn't get you into the playoffs and it hasn't done anything for him except for give him stats and numbers, which is why a lot of us say we're not stats and numbers guys, right? We're not, it's true. And when they traded for him, that's why I said it wouldn't work because Luca was a facilitator. He was a, he could score for himself. He could get guys to score for him and they had a good defensive and offensive team chemistry. I think if they don't make the Kyrie Irving trade, the Dallas Mavericks at worst are in the play-in. They were, they were actually in a spot without being in the play-in play before that trade. And they sunk from like what? I believe it was like the five seed four, at the time, four the four seed. seed at the time, all the way to 11 after that trade they gave away their depth they gave away their chemistry they gave away how they played offense in a situation where they thought it was just a plug and play the problem is is that out of the two players they could have got from the net uh, from the nets they chose the wrong one i think you plug kd in there the mavericks are terrifying oh, sure. because oh, he he yeah. can fit he fits right into a situation where he doesn't want to be a he's, he's a scorer he can do the things that Kyrie does but he also can play very well with a facilitator Kyrie is not that player, and that's why it didn't work in Dallas, and that's why it's not going to work in Dallas. I think the biggest mistake Dallas could make is offering Kyrie a a, a, a deal with a lot of money. I think actually letting him walk, going somewhere else, because, and Josh pointed out, this is not the first time that he has failed. That, that, he had, that, that he has failed to be a leader. He has failed to take a team to where he said he was going to take them to, and it's just everywhere he goes. The only time it has worked is when he put he had to put his ego and 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 fit into someone else's game, and that was LeBron. And I've said it multiple times. It has not worked anywhere else, and it's not going to work anywhere else. Kyrie's a numbers guy. He's going to get his, and if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. That's what you have to decide if you want to deal with. All right. And I, I, I'm not a Kyrie fan. I, I I think that he's a great basketball player. He is not a team guy. You need, yeah. you need a, a polarizing figure like LeBron to, to rein him in, which is why the Lakers are the only place he can go to succeed. And even then, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think anyone uh, – I, I, before, I'm not even saying my what I think about it yet, but before get, even getting to my point, I don't think it's all Kyrie's fault for sure. I, I think, like you guys have said, Kyrie's played well, but just seeing what's happened the last three destinations after, he, after he's left LeBron and how the teams have gotten better – and have been better when he's not on the floor is definitely a, a detriment to him. And I think it's going to be hard for him to get a long-term contract. So Nick, I'll go to you, man. What do you think about this Mavericks collapse? Kyrie staying, or is Kyrie staying? Is Luca asking for a trade? What do you think, man? So I think that it's just a very, you know, unfortunate uh, ending to the season for the Mavericks. What happened? I mean, going from a 96% chance to make the playoffs to missing the playing game. But I, I really don't put like that bit much of, of the blame on Kyrie because when you looked at a lot of those games, he was the one carrying them in the, in, in the fourth quarter. A lot of them, like just when they, when they beat the, uh, 
what was it the Grizzlies where he dropped 19 in the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, yeah, or okay. So yeah, he dropped 19 and he was like literally the only one playing capable of making plays. So um I think Kyrie does is, is definitely gonna stay with the Mavs for another year, play it out with Luca. I the only thing I think that the Mavs need to do is find a leader for the locker room because it has shown that Luca and Kyrie are both not leaders. So they need to find a leader for the locker room and get somebody that can gel with those guys and just play some defense maybe on the other spots. And I think that they'll do just fine next year. Uh, and if, But if they don't do that, it's it's going to be a lot of the same that we've saw this season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree with pretty much all you guys. I mean, this is an absolute disaster from the Mavs. And again, I said it before, I don't think it's all Kyrie's fault. There's a lot of people to blame. You can blame, you know, who constructed the roster. You can blame blame Jason Kidd for like Nick and Joss were talking about not playing Christian Wood very many minutes. That doesn't make any sense. You can blame, you, Kyrie certainly deserves some of the blame. And, you know, the like I said, the bad front office, Jason Kidd, but Luka Doncic deserves his fair share of the blame as well. Like he's yes. clearly, like, like Nick said, he's not a great leader. His lack of defense, he complains to the refs all the fucking time. Play the fucking game, Luca. Like, stop complaining. The refs play the game, and and you can tell that it that it that that push it pushes that onto his teammates, and that's something that uh, you know it's a, he's not a great leader, and it, he bears responsibility for the collapse. Obviously, he puts up great numbers. Obviously, he's one of the the best players in the league. But that's that comes with being one of the best players in the league. If you can't get your team to the play-in. You're going to get blamed for it. We blame LeBron for not getting to the play-in last year, and he was hurt the whole year. You know, we blame everyone who, you know, we blame you if you lose in the playoffs. Like, that's what comes with being a great player in the NBA. So, Luka Doncic, you deserve to wear this as well. You were great last year getting your team to the Western Conference Finals. You deserve the blame now that, you know, you deserve some of the blame, obviously, now that you guys aren't, uh, you guys aren't even in the play-in. And OKC, who was pretty much tanking the entire year, or, you know, <laughs> thinking about tanking the entire year, uh, they made the play-in. So, yeah, it's... Luca deserves his fair share of the blame too. It's not all on Kyrie, but you definitely have to look at Kyrie too. Like, man, why does it never work whenever you, you know, why does it never work whenever you change teams? So, um, but with that being said, we're going to transition. We got to talk about something that was heavily discussed and debated by us all year. And now we get to cast our official votes, a race for the most valuable player award. That was as close as it has ever been, but it seems like we got a pretty f- clear favorite now, Joel Embiid, who dropped 50 versus Boston, 20 of 25 from the field, scored half of their points in that game. We, meanwhile, Jokic missed some games and fell off. It's possible he can finish third. Giannis is, was, has, is putting up numbers that, you know, only Wilt Chamberlain has ever put up in, uh, in a season, and he's the number one seed in the East, so we'll see. But, Josh, I'm going to start with you, man. <laughs> You've been saying Embiid all along. Is Embiid finally going to win his first Most Valuable Player Award? You know, you all know what I've what I've said about Embiid and uh, just the stats that back it up with his uh, pure dominance this year and last year when he should have won it. Um, after we discussed in late March when the race was virtually tied, here's what happened: the Nuggets in Jokic's games that he played, they were one in three in the last four. He had his worst game of the year against the Rockets in a 21-point loss, totaling 14 points and 10 rebounds. See, that's just not MVP numbers, Um, especially with him. He's touching the ball every possession, and you're losing to a uh, top three pick in the lottery. Um, Matt, I'm going to take the high road here. I'm going to take the high road because, you know what, Jokic did look like the MVP for most of the year. Um, so I, I, I don't blame you for being blinded 
um, for being blinded the whole year uh, and not looking to the big man in Philly, not giving him his props. So in a minute, I will allow you to uh, take back everything you've said and apologize to all of the Philadelphia faithful. Um, so that that'll be up to you. I took my high road. Um, MB did put up that 52 burger against the against the Boston Celtics, um, more than half his team's points. And get this, this is the biggest thing. Brian Windhorst said this. He has a vote. Uh, he has a media vote for MVP. That game was the last game that MVP voters got to see before they turned in their official ballot. So the next day they sent off that ballot. Who do you think? Who do you think they voted for after that? You know, the Rockets, the Rockets destroying Jokic and Embiid putting a stamp on his MVP finally. Feel me. I just come to let y'all know stop put some respect on my name. With the, against the Boston Celtics, I am just uh I, I'm gonna allow you your platform, Matt. Gee, well, I was just oh, over wow. here minding my own business. I was over here <laughs> just letting you talk, and then you just came at me, man. That was attacked. messed up. I'm not. I'm gonna save <laughs> what I have to say for the end. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna save it. I'm gonna let the rest of you guys apparently all go at me just for no reason. Yeah. I'm over here just moderating the discussion, and I'm getting yelled at. Okay, geez, Louise. All right, goodness sakes. Oh, I did wow. the. I did my my top ten list uh, a while back now, and I had him second. So I think. I, for as much disrespect as Josh thinks that I give to Joel Embiid, I said he was the second best player on the planet. Um, but Joe, I'm going to go to you, man. What do you think? Embiid lock up this MVP? Nah, it's Demonte Sabonis, bro. That's who's got <laughs> it. <laughs> it's a Sabonis season. Oh I mean, gosh. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to my Kings. I had to do something here, you know what I mean? But uh, nah, it's Embiid, bro. I, I, he he should uh, definitely, when he gets an MVP and goes up there and he does his speech, he'd be like, and uh, thank you, Boston, for uh, pretty much not playing anybody so I could throw up a 52-burger on you and uh, not have any of your big men out there. That, that was really great. Uh, thank you for that, especially right before the votes were turned in. I really appreciate it. It's probably his most important thing that uh, he had there was that Boston's like, hey, we know that you're really going for the MVP, so we're just going to sit Robert Williams. We're not really going to play Al Horford. I think Jason Tatum wasn't playing in that <laughs> game, and you still only won by four, so at least he put up 52 in beads. So here you go. Here's your MVP. We'll gift wrap it for you. That's what Boston did. Boston did did their boys over in Philly a solid because they always beat their ass. They had to give them something in return. There's a shot at Nick, you know, wants to talk about how they beat up on the Celtics. They won by four, bro, and he could have put up 52. That tells you everything you need to know about what Philly is going to happen. They won by two. Even better. Even better. It's even better for what I'm trying to say here. But, yeah, it's Embiid. Embiid is playing out of his mind. I think that we take for granted because of his size and the things he does uh, – it's the same thing we do with, with Giannis. The things that Giannis does has become such the norm for, for him that we overlook the greatness that we're seeing, right? And if you were to, like, like you said, we did the top 10, right? And Jokic wasn't even in the top five, I think, when you did your top 10, Matt. I, don't, I think he was six, if I remember correctly. He was, okay, he was seven. I was close. I'm, I'm, I'm just off on my numbers today. You know, <laughs> forgive me, it's late. I'm tired, but math, you know, math's hard. When you get old, you're starting to get the, you know, the brain's not working as well but yeah it i think that it's the problem we have a lot of the times we want to see an explosive game we want to see the crazy passes we want to see you know just the stuff and Jokic is definitely he's got a flair for the dramatic he does a lot of really crazy things a big man should be able to do but when it comes to pure athleticism talent basketball skill and just being dominant there's only two names it's Giannis and it's Embiid and this year it's Embiid 
100%. That is his MVP trophy. You don't even need to wait to count the votes. Just mail that shit to him right now. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know about mail it to him right now. There's a couple oh, yeah. of other really good candidates. Okay, a mail couple that of other really, right really good choices. Oh, here okay. we go. But Jesus, you know, I'll go to Nick. I'll go to Nick. What do you think, man? What do you think? You MVP lock up this MVP? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, that 52 that 52 per, uh, point performance was just the cherry on top for Embiid and Jokic. Actually, in my opinion, has dropped to number three with Giannis jumping up to number two. And I could, if voters actually looked at it a little bit different, I could see Giannis winning it. But I think just the way that the, with the way that they're going to vote and cast it, it's going to, it's going to be Embiid. And he definitely, he definitely deserves it. I mean, he's a guy, he's, he's one of the biggest centers in the league and he's moving around like a guard, turnaround fadeaways, doing spin moves like Kobe and MJ. I mean, how do you guard him? So He's gonna get he's gonna get his points no matter what. You got you just have to try to make it as tough as possible and, and limit limit his uh opportunities and and that's that's the way you you'll beat him. But he's he's like Joe said, he's the most dominant big man in the in the league and I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he continues this performance. Yeah, he's he's certainly like I said, I, again, I said that he was I have him five spots ahead of Nikola Jokic in my rankings, okay? So I think Joel Embiid is better, okay? But listen, like I said, okay, the topic of 2022-2023 NBA MVP is different, okay? And I know you guys think I'm going to go with Embiid now, but I'm still going with Nikola. I may have fucked that one up, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get a mulligan? Can a brother get a mulligan? Yikes, I'm going with Embiid. Embiid's the MVP. Uh, (laughs) Yes, sir. Listen, and I still believe before the last five games, I still believe that it was Jokic. I, the, 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 I still believe before the last five games it was Jokic. But the last five games, like Nick or like Josh was saying, the you know Jokic missed a bunch of games. The ones that he did play, they were one and three. And on the same day that Embiid puts up 52, half his team's points, and absolutely carries his team to a win versus Boston that a lot of people have winning the title, Jokic loses by 20 to the worst team in basketball. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm saying I'm saying how Excellent. close it was last. You know, last week I was saying how close it was, and I was edging Jokic at the time. Something like that flips the scales. And it's, it's Joel Embiid. So I think all the arguments I had for Jokic are still good ones if you want to vote for him this year. But Embiid, M- MP, excuse me, Embiid finished so strong, played his best in, in the big game. So, yeah, so it's got to be it's got to be Embiid. And again, and, and again, shout out to Giannis because he's putting up a stat line. I think it's 30, 30, 10 and 5 on 50% shooting. The only other person who's ever done that is Wilt Chamberlain, and he's on the best team in the East. So I think we're still sleeping on Giannis, even, even you know, just being like, oh, Giannis is kind of in there, you know, sleeping on him. But Embiid's the MVP. What do you want from me, Josh? Is that what you wanted from me? Embiid is the MVP. I'm sorry, Philadelphia. I'm so sorry. I didn't think Embiid, you know, Embiid <laughs> Don't would be apologize MVP to Philly, bro. They're, they're terrible. I'm fans. so sorry. Ooh. <laughs> I'm playing. Sorry, I'm Philly. Playing. I you think you've stakes. accomplished everything. You are forgiven, Matt. Thank you for jumping on the MVP train. Welcome. Uh, Joel Embiid is the MVP. I give it up. He he's he's gonna win it this year, and he deserves it. He's the best big man in the league and he deserves it and we're gonna see how it translates to the playoffs because his team's got a really good shot but we're gonna transition it's time for some predictions like i said the playoffs is coming up but before the playoffs we've got this little thing called the play in tournament and we are going to predicting be predicting those who from the east and from the west that are in the play in tournament will be making the playoffs and who will be watching at home like the rest of us and we will start in the east where the seven seed heat 
play the eight seed Hawks where the winner gets the seven seed and faces Boston and the loser plays in the eight seed game. And then the nine seed, the Raptors play the 10 seed, the Bulls, and the winner plays the loser of the Heat versus the Hawks for the eight seed and the right to play the Bucks in the first round. So Nick, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Predict how this East play-in goes. Who gets the seven seeds? Who gets the eight seeds? How do these games shake out? So with the with the Heat playing the Hawks in the Eastern Conference uh, playing game, I just see the Heat as just so much. They're just uh, so hit and miss on what what you're going to get each and every game. And so are the Hawks. Don't get me wrong, because they've been 500 for every for what the past for literally every single game. Yeah, for the whole (laughs) thing. So I kind of think that we're going to see Trey Young go off in, in one game, and I know he can do it for one game. So I think the Hawks will actually beat the Heat. And wow. the Heat will fall, and eventually, I think that they'll play. I think that they'll play the Raptors, but and then beat them. So the Heat will end up with the eight seed, Hawks with the seven, and uh, it doesn't really matter for either team because they're going to go up against the two best teams in the NBA. Nick's Nick's trying to Nick's trying to duck the the Heat for his Celtics right yes. now. That's what that was, yes. ladies and gentlemen. He's not slick. He's trying to he's trying to duck the Heat for his Celtics. He wants the Bucks to have to play the Heat in the first round. He's trying to duck. Him. I see what you're doing, Nick. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Joe, I'll go to you, man. What do you think about this? He's playing. How is it shaking out? Who's getting the seven? Who's getting the eight? I want Nick to be right. I want the foul. <laughs> I, I want I, I want Atlanta. I want Atlanta to get the seven. I do with every ounce of my being unfortunately they're going to get their shit pushed in <laughs> against the miami heat it is going to be ugly in fact the atlanta hawks are going to play two games they're going to lose them both and they're not going to make the playoffs at all and that's how i see that happening it doesn't matter who wins the nine and ten game they're going up against the hawks and they're going to be the eight seed. that's how i see that working out the heat are going to boston and that is going to be another dog fight and that's going seven i just feel it it happens every single time spolstra and 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 it, it, it just it's always the way it is it doesn't matter how the heat look when they go to boston that series kicks in it is going to go seven games it's going to be ugly it's going to be grinded out and as much as i it's it's a hard matchup it really is it's, it's one of those things where like you know the celtics had a shot at the one seed they could have gotten anybody literally anybody and they they fumbled the bag and now they have to deal with the miami heat in round one which is that's that's rough right that's like dealing with you know the golden state warriors you know just for anything they can toss together or anything in the west like the lakers right now with what they're tossing together it, it is something you don't want to no, do and the Boston has literally fell into that trap i would so i would say those are a little bit you know wild comparisons but defensively I, I wildly, not I mean, that wild the heat are playoff proven and they've been the heat are playoff like, like the last, heater, last few the years the heat can get they, they can they can turn it up a notch for the playoffs, but I I wouldn't compare them to the Warriors. They're or... they're riding so hot right now with Udonis Haslam. They want to win for that man. All right, if, they're going to sell out to win for that well, man and, this year. And if you're riding and if you're riding for the Warriors, like you're you know you're not basing it on this year. You're basing it on previous years. You know you're doing the same thing with the Heat. Like the Heat were literally the Heat were literally a Jimmy Butler three from being in the NBA Finals last year. So yeah. I'm not saying that they've been a good team this year, but you could say the same thing about the Lakers and the Warriors and all those teams that are in the play-in, you know, or yeah, I feel this. Those, West, all those guys know? are dangerous. All those guys yeah. are, are, are no as doubt. a two seed. You don't want to see them right now. I no, mean, you do not. trust me, as as the, as I'm looking at there and he, Nick's wearing his Golden State Warriors hat and I'm looking at the Kings going against them three and six and I'm, I'm all on the Kings train, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried, you know, <laughs> like, like I am. But I yeah, mean, so I actually, you know, when I think about it, um, 
I kind of like the Raptors to get the eight. I think the Raptors, I think that they really, they really got something going here. I, I, like I said, whoever ends up coming in now that nine and 10 game, they're going to beat Atlanta though. Atlanta is going to, Atlanta's getting knocked out. So it's pretty much the heat and whoever decides they're going to beat Atlanta. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I see that playing out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. The, you know, there's the, the, the East plan has was a lot less dramatic than the West. You know, we've kind of known who the playing teams were going to be for a while now. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who gets it. Malik, what do you think, man? Who's getting these seven and eight seeds out East? All right. I have the, um, Raptors getting the um, not the Raptors have the Bulls getting the eight seed and have the, um, the Hawks getting the seven seed. Wow! So the Hawks get Shit. the seven, the Bulls get the eight. What do you, what makes you say that, man? Um, I have a feeling that the Hawks that Trey Young might go off. Miami might lose. Hey, that's, that's a big ass. Man. That's a have big that ass. Boston fans rejoice. That's yeah. So you think ass. you think so you think Miami and the Raptors are going to miss the playoffs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Udonis Haslam is but, rolling over in his rocking chair right now. Yeah, Super the, Pat, Pat. the Pat Bev train, I guess, is carrying the ball. Oh, yeah. right. The fact that we're even talking about Udonis Haslam is making me laugh. Okay, he put up he, 26 He dropped a 24-piece today, today, bro. <laughs> yeah. 24-piece yeah. nugget on you, bro. Yeah. What's up? That's I would UD. be so, so happy if the Heat played the Celtics and Haslam is on the floor. He's not going to be on the floor. You don't have to worry about that. There would have to be about eight different injuries for Udonis. They want to win for that, man. They want to win (laughs) for that, man. Just him sitting on the bench is enough for them to be like, hey, this is for you, OG. That's what's going on right now. They are 100%. That place is going to be going out of its mind. No one wants to play Miami right now. Nobody. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Josh, I'm going to go to you, man. Who's getting these seven and and eight seeds out east? Yeah. um, I think... You know, uh, Boston's, you know, worst nightmare comes true with this first round matchup. The Heat will beat the Hawks and set up an amazing Eastern Conference rematch. Um, And Boston, congrats on getting the number two seed, by the way. Wow. we Yeah, congrats, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, you should be proud of that number two seed. Um, and then the Meanwhile, Hawks. Philly gets to play Brooklyn. Yeah, easy money. Hey. Easy money. Come on now. I like I like the Nets, man. I still do. Uh, I'm still on that train. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to that the next Yeah, episode. yeah. This is my segment, okay? Yeah. Hawks will then beat the Raptors. I don't think the Bulls have it in them to beat the Raptors. Um Hawks will then beat the Raptors to set up another previous Eastern Conference Finals matchup against the Bucks in the first round. Uh, you know, when Trey Young took him there. But let's go back to the Heat real quick because Jimmy Butler. Uh, averaging 23, 6, and 5 this season. And their biggest issue has been shooting from the outside. Uh, They're not getting anything from Gabe Vincent. They're not getting anything like, is Duncan even on the floor? They're not getting any shooting. And Jimmy, if if the Heat were not shooting so subpar on the season uh, three-point percentage-wise, you can bump up that assist to, you know, maybe maybe around six assists per game. And we're, we're talking like a top 15, top 10 player at that point with those stats. So I love playoff Jimmy. I love that matchup against Boston. And boy, tune in. Tune in. That's going to be a great first-round matchup. Uh, it's not going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think it, the Heat take at least two away from Boston. Like I said, I see you yeah, I, seven, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Miami, like we talked about, that is a proven playoff team. And I'm pretty much right there with you, Josh. I got the Heat beating 
the Hawks, I mean, the Heat are just built for the playoffs. They got too much playoff experience in that entire organization from Pat Riley to Spolstra to Jimmy Butler. To Adam. They, they got playoff experience everywhere. So they're going to beat the Hawks. The, the, the Hawks aren't built for the playoffs. I'm not a Trey Young believer. They're going to go right at Trey defensively. They're going to switch. They're going to switch Tra- Jimmy Butler and Trey and Trey Young on a Jimmy Butler, and they're just going to take advantage of that matchup all day. And like you said, Josh, playoff Jimmy Butler is a real thing. Like he shows up, he turns into to, to Kobe in the playoffs. Like he goes off when he gets into the playoffs. Like this dude goes crazy when he gets to the playoffs. And I think the Raptors, the Raptors are going to beat the Bulls in a Demar Derozan uh, revenge game. Uh, the former team for Demar Derozan. Uh, and play in Pat Bev goes home again after talking a bunch of meaningless shit about people who are better than him. Uh, and then the Raptors <laughs> beat the Hawks to take the eighth seed and face Milwaukee in the first round. So I think I think the Raptors are better than the Hawks. I think Siakam, Van Fleet, and Anobi again, they have some their solid defensive minded team and they've got that play in uh, playoff experience as well with that with a couple of those Eastern Conference runs that they've had. So um, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Miami and I think it's going to be the Raptors. I think it, Miami versus Boston in that first round is going to be tough. And I think, you know, I think the Bucks will obviously beat the Raptors, but it's not going to be a, a easy series because the Raptors got a lot of nice defensive players, a lot of young players who can fly around and, and maybe give Giannis a little bit of trouble. But uh, yeah, it's going to be Miami. and It's going to be Toronto, I think. So um, but we'll transition. Now we're going to the West. Things were a lot wilder. But they ended up settling in, you know, a little bit more than I thought they would. They, they kind of ended up, you know, a little so more close, settled man. than I thought. Um, the seven seed Lakers that ruined my prediction. I said they were going to miss the so play in and they, they missed it because they had a back to back against the Clippers. That sucked. Uh, but the seven <laughs> seed Lakers play the eight seed T Wolves, where the eight, the, where the winner will get the seven seed and face Memphis in the first round. The loser will play in the eight seed game. And then the nine seed Pelicans play the 10 seed Thunder. The winner plays the loser of the Lakers versus T Wolves for the eight seed and the right to play Denver in the first round. So, Malik, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. Predict the West playing. Who gets the seven and eight seeds, and how do these games shake out? Lakers getting the um, seven seed, and I have the um, Thunder getting the um, eight seed. Ooh, I like it's it. Eight. What makes you say? Eight. What makes you say Lakers? Mm-hmm. What makes you say Lakers and seven Thunder and eight? I have a feeling the Lakers they can beat the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, their team is yeah. samples right now. You saw really go bad trying to punch Kyle Anderson on the bench. So. Try he did. <laughs> there was contact. He, he swung on him. Yeah, he, that, that was some MMA shit right there. That was that was a scored that was a scored contact. Yeah, it's going to go in yeah. the point column. That's a significant strike. Swung, the yeah. dude straight swung at him oh. and then ran away. Yes. So yeah. we had wild. The Timberwolves is in trouble. The Lakers. I don't think the Timberwolves can compete with the Lakers. LeBron, AD, DeAndre Russell. I think. Yeah. Then I think I, I have them beating the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, you got them beat it. Okay, well, we'll talk about that for sure on the next. Uh, we'll talk about that for sure on the playoff. Uh, the playoff preview. Why you got the Why you got the Thunder in the eight? What makes you say Thunder for the eight seed? Because I feel like the Pelicans with Zion Wilson being out, I don't think they have enough playoff experience. Um, I don't think they can beat the Thunder. I don't think so. Yeah, Thunder are young and up and coming, man. They got so they got a lot of really good young players. I don't know if they're gonna. Yeah. I don't know if I see it the same way as you. I'll get to mine a little bit later. But, Josh, I'll go to you, man. Who's getting these seven and eight seeds out west? Uh, I agree with the seven seed. Uh, Lakers are going to absolutely crush Minnesota um, and then, you know, play against Memphis in that vaunted two to seven matchup. Um, and then I believe the. We'll get to the Timberwolves in a second. I think the Pelicans continue their tear in these last 15 games. Um, 
through Brandon Ingram, which is a man, he's not getting enough love, by the way. Uh, the Pelicans are 9-3 and three in their last 12. In that 12-game stretch, B.I. is averaging 29-8-6, and six, which is superstar numbers. Like, if you were just to not even have his name there and compare him to other superstars, that is right where you want them. Pelicans will beat the Thunder and sneak in as a dangerous eighth seed, just as they were when they played the Suns. Uh, when they were that A seed against a reeling Nuggets team after beating the Pelicans will beat the imploding Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are in trouble, guys. Um, let, let me talk about this. Carl uh, Anthony Towns signed that Supermax for $225 million. Uh, this extension starts in the year 2024. Is he really worth that? I, I mean, my... My personal opinion, I don't think he's worth that Supermax. Rudy Gobert was acquired for, <clears throat> get ready, sit in your seats, boys. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, Landry Bomaro, Walker Kessler, monster. A 2023, Jeez. 2025, and 2027 unprotected first-round pick with a 2029 first-rounder, only top five protected, and the right to swap 2026 first-rounders. <gasps> Let me get a breath. Oh, my goodness. Oh. He's the 13th highest player this year. Highest Timberwolves uh, getting paid next season. He signed through the 2025 season, averaging $43 million per year. This is, of course, Rudy Gobert. This is all for a player that is a horrible locker room presence. Uh, Donovan Mitchell tried to warn us. Um, he didn't make the All-Star game this year, and he may not even make an All-NBA first or All-NBA defensive team for second or third. Uh, this is all for a play-in team that is off to a horrible start with him punching Kyle Anderson, you know, that swing, and then he ran halfway into the tunnel. And then Jaden McDaniels was also pissed off too, apparently. His hand is hurt from punching the wall in the tunnel. The Timberwolves will definitely lose two games and miss the playoffs this year. And I don't know if y'all saw that video of a uh, leak of Kyle Anderson talking. Uh, the Timberwolves have a decision to make this summer. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, it's a. Um, I said it when it happened. I think I think that was one of the worst trades in NBA history. It might when when it gets said and done, it might be the worst trade in All NBA in perspective, history. Because Rudy, baby, Rudy, Danny you Ainge already is loving that shit. <laughs> Minnesota, you already had a center. Why would you go get another center? It doesn't. Uh, it blows my mind. And then you give up your entire future to go get another center. I feel so bad for Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is a fucking dog, dude, and he is just getting fucking just. Rudy Gobert throwing punches and Kyle Anderson talking about you got decisions. It's just, I feel bad for Anthony Edwards, but Nick, man, we'll get off the, maybe we'll get off the Timberwolves train, but who's the, who's getting the seven and eight seeds here in this, in this Western conference plan. So if I'm the Lakers, I'd be, I'd be really considering, like, I don't want to play the Grizzlies in the first round. I think that the oh. Lakers match up a lot better with the Nuggets. Ooh. And as the head coach of the Nuggets even said, themselves said himself the nuggets are are a soft ass team so soft i think that's team of the week presented by pill fight exactly <laughs> so if i if i if i were really the lakers i would look i would i would think real hard uh about losing this game but the thing is is you just can't you just can't because if you put yourself in that position where it's a winner go home yeah you you might have that chance to go home so with that being said I mean, Anthony Davis has put up over, like, what, 38 points the last two games against the Timberwolves. So yep. I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to do the exact same performance. Lakers are going to take the seven seed. And uh, I'm going to switch it up on you guys, though. I think the Pelicans will beat the Thunder just because I think the Thunder are, are a Cinderella story. They don't even want to be here. They don't care to be here. 
they know if they make it somehow in the eight seed, they're they're not going to do anything. So I think that the uh, the Pelicans win, but I do see the Pelicans losing to the Timberwolves and the Timberwolves making Ooh. it to, to that eight seed just because Jeez. Anthony Edwards is a dog, and Carl Anthony Towns can uh, can can do. He, I mean, he's a great he's a great two second second man. So. I got the Lakers and the uh, Timberwolves coming out of the uh, West. Yeah, Timberwolves certainly have the talent. They're, the the talent is not in question. It's the obviously now it's the chemistry and stuff like that is in question. But man, the the do you think do you, do you actually think the Lakers would consider losing, or do you think they're you you think they're going to go out and, and and try to win? I think they do consider losing because when you when you really look at that team, like the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies have been on a tear when since John Morant has been back. One of the hottest teams in the NBA. Yeah, they had that scandal during during the during the season, but that that's like completely over. And with John Morant starting, Jaron Jackson guarding Anthony Davis with, with one of the only guys I feel like as a big man that can make Anthony Davis work. Yes, it, it, it's a tough matchup for these Lakers, and I would see it going six or seven. And when it's gonna oh, yeah. go when it's if a series is going six or seven. It can flip either way. I know on the flip side of that, if the Lakers ended up playing the Nuggets, I don't think that game, I don't think that series goes six. I think that the Lakers win in five. Oh, jeez. No, wow. No Nuggets respect at all on this show, man. Oh, my hey, goodness. Matt, We're Matt, you're, to... on, you're on the MB uh, train now, okay? We don't talk about the Nuggets. You can't defend them anymore. <laughs> I talk about the Nuggets. That's my, <laughs> finals, that's my finals prediction, big dog. That's my oh, finals my prediction, God, okay? Man. I'm with the Nuggets, son. That's, that's, that's my ride or die, okay? <laughs> Since the Spurs aren't in. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's a really interesting opinion. The amount that's of a, ridiculousness that's a, that's right now. Is really, I'm so glad I stayed up for this. Really? really really interesting opinion joe it's it's your turn now my friend who do you think man seven and eight seeds i'm gonna start with the eight seed because the seven seed is it's a done deal as much as i think the lakers want to look at the matchup i think that that coming into it and believing that you can go into a a winner go home game is too risky i think that you're gonna you're gonna run your table you're gonna run the risks of of being going up against the Grizzlies and everything that's going on there. And you're just going to, you're just going to take that on the chin and it is what it is. Uh, Cause I think that the way the Pelicans are playing, the way that OKC is playing the Lakers, I mean, they're, they're, they're an AD ankle roll or a LeBron trip away from, from being nothing. All right. Like you, you got to take what you can get and just roll with it. So they're not going to risk that. And I, I, I want to say that I, think SGA can lead the Oklahoma City Thunder to an eight seed. I, I want to with every ounce of my being. I think that he, the way that the Oklahoma City Thunder are playing, the way that they can play, if they are playing, if they bring their best game, you know, they can easily beat the Pelicans. And I think that, you know, it wouldn't even take their best game to, to knock the Timberwolves out. It wouldn't take that at all. I think they could do it easily. However, we don't know if Zion's coming back. We don't know what they're what the lineup's gonna roll out there for New Orleans. I think it's Pelicans in the eight, Lakers in the seven, and I do have some spicy predictions for how I think these playoffs are gonna go in the West. Oh, I'm sure you do. And uh, I'm sure I, you do. I I, I I I gotta make up for it, man. And I and I'm gonna bring it up. I'm not even gonna give Matt the opportunity. I'm gonna bring it up. Okay. <sighs> 
I'm going to bring up. I made a I made a bold prediction a while ago oh, on this, geez. and I got laughed at on this segment. And I said that all three teams, I said the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers, and the Mavericks would not make the second round of the playoffs. And unfortunately, LeBron let me down like Matt in his chair right now and couldn't beat the Clippers on a back-to-back <laughs> saying that the schedule screwed him because he had to play two away games. You play in the same building, bro. You went, it was a home game. It's the Clippers. And literally all you got was Russell Westbrook pointing at you and flipping you off down the court as he dominated your ass, all right? So <laughs> I don't want to hear shit. You let me down, LeBron, like you do all the time. And then freaking, oh God, the Phoenix Suns don't roll a starters out there. I was this close, man, this close. But I digress. And I'm going to quote the late, great musical genius Meatloaf. Hey, man, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, wow. Yeah, let's just... Yeah, let's, 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 let's just... Let's just... Do not. Let's just forget God, that all of that was yourself, said, bro. No, nah, we're just going to forget that everything that Joe just said was said. We're going to speed right past it. I'm not even going to acknowledge anything that he just said. And I'm just going to go to my picks. So, for me, the seven and eight seeds... I was going to pick Minnesota, honestly. I was going to pick them to get the eight seed until I saw Rudy Gobert literally swing on Kyle Anderson mid-game. So I'm going to pick the Lakers over the T-Wolves. Obviously, I've been I've been pretty big on the Lakers all year. And then I think the Pelicans are going to beat the Thunder. Like you guys talked about, I think the Pelicans have a little bit too much for the Thunder. The Thunder are kind of just going to be happy to be there. And then, you know, they're going to be one and done. And then I think the Pelicans are going to beat the T-Wolves, even though they had a really, really good game today and, and the T-Wolves pulled it out. Uh, I think it's going to be another really good one, but I think Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum are going to pull out, uh, pull it out and get the eight seed and, and, and face Denver in the first round. And I think we'll talk about it on the playoff prediction episode, but I think that will be a good series. And I think that two, that two seven, well, I think all of them are going to be good series. Like the Western conference playoffs this year are going to be fan fucking tastic because there are every single matchup you could, you could fathom both. It goes either way. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see. But with that being said, we're going to transition to this last part of the show. And this is the fourth installment of everyone's favorite segment, unless you are on the receiving end of the award that is presented in this segment. The first three recipients include Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks, and Kyrie Irving. And I know what you're asking, Matt, what do all those individuals have in common? Well, I'll tell you, gladly. They've all exhibited especially soft behavior that has earned them the NBA Soft Ass Player of the Week presented by Pillow Fight. And if you want the softest, most high quality pillows, mattresses, and bedding, go to pillowfight.co where their goal is creating a for-purpose bedding brand manufacturing premium with sustained, uh, sustainably sourced products right here in the good old US of A. And it's for a good cause because their corporate proceeds go to various civil rights initiatives. So go to the link in our bio and click pillowfight.co and get your high quality bedding today. So without further ado, Josh, the honor is yours, my friend. Who gets the fourth ever NBA soft-ass player of the week presented by Pillow Fight. Well, this uh, this man is perhaps the softest of the bunch. You know, you look at him and uh, he has a shaven face and you're like, wow, he's as soft as a baby's bottom, okay? Um, he's the third highest paid at his, at his position. And um, I, I believe, oh man, remind me guys, have we mentioned him a few times in this segment alone? Nah. Just e- even before today, even before today, he <laughs> was, he has not helped his team. Uh, his team had one of the biggest trade halls in NBA history. Shout out Danny Ainge. 
and to get this counter, man, and he's in the play-in where he is a locker room cancer. And uh, I believe the day before this, he said, uh, he talked about Kyle Anderson being a leader and said, he does get aggressive sometimes, but I don't take it personally. And then we see this today. Give it up, boys. We got Rudy Gobert as the soft-ass player of the week. Golf Golf clap. Clap. Well is, done, Rudy. Yes, yes. He, That's the he only is award that you're going to receive all year. Yes, well-deserving. you're going to receive all year. You'll never see him uh, in an altercation really with anyone else but but his own teammates. So uh, you are the softest of the soft. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is a very, very good choice. We now have, we've got a pretty good Mount Rushmore of, of selections so far. We've got Draymond, Dylan Brooks, Rudy Gobert, and Kyrie. Woo! Dylan Brooks, again, we said it last mm-hmm. week. Hey, we could, we could talk about Dylan Brooks every week. Dylan Brooks, you're, you're going to, you're going to be a staple on this, my friend. We could, we could oh give it God, to you every year. Uh, Nick, man, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about this Rudy Gobert selection? I mean, I, I love the selection. Uh, the, the three things that Rudy Gobert is going to be remembered for in his career. Number one, touching all the mics and COVID. being the star of COVID <laughs> yeah. on, on the NBA season. Number two, being one of the being traded for one of the biggest halls in NBA and being a one of the biggest trade busts. And number mm-hmm. three, now punching his teammate and running away. So yes, he is definitely soft ass player of the week. The trifecta of soft right there. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't really t- say it much better than that, Nick. Joe, what do you think, man? What do you think about Rudy Gobert being just a, a big soft motherfucker? I mean, it's great because this is like some playground bullshit, bro. Like, you, you're out with your friends in the playground, and you know, you guys get in an altercation, you punch him, and you're like, "Go home! You can't play with the city more." And that's literally what they did. They sent this man home in the middle of a game. They said, "Get your shit, go home. You're done here for the day. <laughs> Clear your head. You know, you can't play with your friends no more." I... <laughs> Come on, man! Like this dude is literally. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Nick's order a little bit. I think that number one. Uh, is, is is probably a little close. Actually, not. I'm actually good with Nick's order. I think COVID is number one. Yeah. Uh, making just proving that Danny Ainge is that damn smart. Put another little check in the counter there, buddy. I love Danny Ainge yes. comments. You know, I'm all about that shit. <laughs> and check that you one know, off. it's it's absolutely disgraceful that this man was once talked about as as you know possible. You know, could be a superstar in the league. Was going to be taking the Jazz somewhere and all this stuff. And how he has fallen. And just been, and you remember when he was like, used to be talked about being like defensive player of the year and shit like that and being like right up there and all these good things. What happened to that guy? Did he ever actually exist? Was this some sort of mainstream media sort of thing or was this always Rudy Gobert? And I'm going to tell you right now, this is always Rudy Gobert. As much as we wanted to say Dylan Brooks could easily win this shit every year, just Rudy, I, I think if we actually paid attention to some more Timberwolves games, Rudy Gobert could actually win this every single fucking day. <laughs> no doubt. There you're hundred percent correct. And and listen, I think this trade, like like Nick said, the trade's gonna go down in NBA history as one of the worst. And Ru- like you said, Rudy Gobert was never a good defender. You see it in the regular season. He's blocking shots against, you know, the 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 ghost of the San Antonio Spurs and the Rockets and you know, all this other stuff. And then when it comes down to the playoffs. They switch, they they actively try to get Rudy Gobert onto their best players because they know they're going to score on Rudy Gobert. 
they know Rudy Gobert can't do nothing with them in the playoffs. And that's why the Jazz didn't have any success when he was there. And that's why the Timberwolves aren't going to have any success while he's there either. Timberwolves, you fucked yourselves real good by getting Rudy Gobert and giving up your entire future. Great job. And that's going to be it for us for the House Call Sports uh, Brickhouse segment today on that extremely high note. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm going to give quick shout outs to all of our affiliates. Liquid IV is the first one I'm going to give a shout out to. 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. Watermelon Liquid IV is my personal go-to. I lift weights and have an outdoor job here on Maui, Hawaii. I was just out uh, playing an adult league baseball game today. I was drinking Liquid IV the whole time because it was super freaking hot and humid and the sun is always out and I can't get away with it with my white ass. And I get three times the electrolytes with Liquid IV and the great taste. So use the promo code and hit the link in the description to go get some today sportmemorabilia.com is another one of our affiliates it, they are the one-stop shop to get your authentic sporting merchandise i got a couple of jerseys from there some hats a pullover long sleeve type thing lots of awesome stuff there so hit the link in the description to get all your merchandise from sportmemorabilia.com we are also sponsored by fubo tv the world's only sport focused live tv streaming service with top leagues and teams plus popular shows movies and news for the entire household there's no hidden fees go get a free trial browse available plans i use fubo i've loved it you get tons of channels you can watch tons of sports baseball basketball football college basketball whatever you want to watch hit the link in the description to go check that out and we are also sponsored by coffee bros joe q joe with his coffee bros oh, yes yeah. there it is oh yeah if you are a bro who's Fresh up real right early there. or up real late like joe is right now and you need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from award-winning roasts to your necessary equipment your espresso machines your grinders your filters to your recipes as well as a coffee to water ratio calculator go to coffee bros website mm. whose link in this is in our description to get everything that you need that is coffee related so go get coffee bros bro and don't forget to like comment and subscribe we appreciate all the feedback tell us what we got right and tell us what we got wrong tell us who is going to be in your playing tournament tell us why joel Embiid is the mvp i was wrong i admit it sorry everyone sorry philadelphia and be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at the house call sports instagram tiktok youtube spotify twitter our merch and go meet the crew on our website we also have blogs up on our website and our website is www.thehousecall.com and that's going to be it for us today peace I'm here with Taylor and Jake. My name is Matt, and today we are talking about the first week of the MLB season, which teams and players are hot.